Hey, it's the Home Medic. You are listening to the series on fireplaces. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we, as always, help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen. Good morning, Garth. It's great to be with you today. The lovely and talented guest, always on the other side of the desk. (laughs) That's right. I keep my place here. The the gravy to my potatoes. (laughs) So this segment, I want to talk about fireplace issues generally. And, you know, I wrote an article about fireplaces, and I was reviewing that in preparation for this segment. I noticed that a lot of those uh, fireplace issues that I talked about had mostly to do with the flu. Mm. So I want to cover the flu as its own segment under the fireplaces category because if you're going to have problems... They're usually with the flu? They're usually with the flu. Mm. I go, for example, to uh, a story I have where I I was growing up and uh, my dad, we used to do a lot of wood burning fire. Of course, that was back in in uh, 1602 (laughs) and that was all that we had back then but we did love a nice hot roaring fire and we did it quite often of course we never cleaned the flu right and that home was built what 50 years ago pushing 60 and so that flu actually had quite a bit of creosote in it yeah Creosote is basically pine tar or, or tar from whatever wood that you're burning that volatilizes, meaning it goes into the air when it's burning, uh, but it doesn't make it all the way out. So what happens is it um, reforms actually on the chimney itself. I always wondered what creosote was. Yeah. So that's good to know. And uh, one of those times when we were building a nice hot roaring fire, that, that um, creosote would actually relit. So now we had not only a fire in the fireplace, but we had a fire in the entire chimney. Mm. So those are, those are dangerous, aren't they? Those are very dangerous because if you've got a crumbling fireplace... Uh, now you've got, you've got a, a fire in places where you can't see, you can't control, and if you've got flames rolling out in any of 10,000 potential locations. Maybe escaping through the grout and cracks. Right, and, and now you've got an attic or maybe you've got a wall that's on fire and you just burned your house down. So I heard once that you can actually take a big old heavy chain and a big old sheet and try to clean that out yourself. Is that effective? Seems like a chain and sheet would be better for scaring ghosts. <laughs> it does kind of sound like Marley or something, doesn't it? <laughs> Rob Marley, whatever his name was. I'm Bob Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> That's yeah. right, Bob Marley. Remind me to use chains and sheet next time <laughs> it's Halloween. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking there are a couple of options that you can do if you're, if you're wanting to, to clean out your fireplace. One is that you can just go with a, um, a log that is actually meant for treating that sort of a thing. Oh, that's good to know. I didn't even know there was such a thing. You can, you can burn those and those help with the creosote that is, that is on a flu. You can always call a, uh, a chimney cleaner. Right. And uh, the best thing that you can do because... Normally, I mean, there's a lot of ways to go with fireplaces these days, of course. You can go gas, you can go wood, you can go pellets, whatever. But it is the wood 
and hopefully you're you're not putting coal in there and we're going to talk <laughs> about that later coal <laughs> is so hot um but if if you've got a hot fireplace um that's when it's going to happen so if you've got a gas fireplace then you know you're you're probably good so what if you've got some creosote buildup and you had a wood-burning fireplace and then you decide to put the gas log in front of it? Can you leave the creosote in there safely? Yeah, so if you're converting a wood fireplace to a gas fireplace, your problems is related to, to creosote are probably over. Okay. And the reason for that is that uh, the gas, the heat from the gas fireplace isn't going to be anywhere near what the heat is um, for for a, the wood for a wood coal. fireplace. Yeah. And so the chances of that creosote relighting when all that you have is a, is a gas heat source, they're much, much smaller. Mm, okay. Good to know. Yeah. I have some of my favorite stories as relates to chimneys. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Raccoon uh, get up onto the roof and then into the chimney and then down she went. And she actually found a place to nest inside the chimney. The little ledge that was in there. In yeah, the crooked the fireplace, ledge. right? Crooked so, flue. Yeah. And so, you know, you want to make sure that your chimney is clear. Uh, and clear can mean a lot of things. Clear means that you don't have raccoons in there. Right. Clear means that you're not getting branches in there. I actually did another home inspection where we had a large pine tree and the, the pine had grown so large that it was actually overshadowing the top side of the flue. Wow, that's something to watch for. And yeah, those, uh, the heat from the flue, even though it had traveled already 20 feet, was enough to burn the needles on the branches oh. that we were trying to oh, poke in. Oh, wow. Yeah, so those, 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 and you know how combustible Exactly. You could have the whole... T I was picturing just a few branches inside the flue, but you're talking the heat coming out and starting that whole tree on fire. Right. And then once you've got this 100-foot... Well, I exaggerate a little. 99, maybe. Well, yeah. Uh, huge tree that is actually on fire now, right next to your house. You've, you've got a problem. Especially if you're not home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your home just burned down. Well, maybe it's good that you weren't home, actually. <laughs> At least you escaped. <laughs> yeah, your home just burned down, and uh, and uh, this is not something that we want to talk about keeping the, your money and your wallet and your family out of the hospital. So you're going to want to make sure that uh, that flu is clear. And like I say, clear can mean a lot of things, but the best thing to do is if you can comfortably and safely get up there and take a look at it from above and below, and you can see that you're open, you know, I've actually seen in home inspections where you have many bricks that have fallen out of the flue and they're just kind of laying there on top of things if you poke your head up. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, all of the above need to be paid attention to if we're going to uh, want to make sure that the flue is safe. I want you to take a look at your damper as well. Heidi, tell me about your damper. How mm. do, you, do you have a fireplace in your home? Okay, I have a damper, but and, and we've had three different situations. We've had a fireplace that we burned wood in, and then we put in a wood-burning stove that we burned wood and coal in. We'll have to talk more about that later, uh -huh. and that was crazy. And then I had that all taken out, and now I have an enclosed glass gas log fireplace with gas, which I absolutely love. And this is all in the same location, right? All in the same location. So you started with wood. Yes. And then you went to gas. 
No, then I went to wood burning stove insert. Okay, wood got burning it. insert. But we used burned wood and coal in that. Very interesting experience. And you will want to hang on because we're going to talk, <laughs> we'll about, talk about that, that later. in another segment. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. And then now I have that enclosed glass gas fireplace. So now I don't have to worry about the damper, but I did before. Yes, you do. Uh, and the one thing I want to just make sure you're clear on is, as you're listening is that if you have graduated or moved towards the gas fireplace, that is great. But be aware of that damper again. If you turn on a gas fireplace, and we're going to talk more about this in another segment, uh, that flue needs to be open or, your, or all the carbon monoxide, instead of leaving, it goes into the house and then everybody dies. Right. And if you have an installer coming to do that, just for your own sanity, you might want to just ask them, did you remember to leave the damper open? Uh, there's nothing quite like asking the world's most stupid question because as, <laughs> as my own experience proves, um, people, I, I, I want to say rarely do, but they often don't do the sort of things that everybody knows they're supposed to do. Well, you know, that's why airline pilots have those checklists because even professionals can forget one little step. Right. And in a case like this, if you've got a, a one little step like opening that flu that doesn't happen, the consequences are severe. So hang tight. And uh, we've got some other segments that we're going to do. We're going to talk about gas fireplaces. We're going to talk about wood fireplaces and some of the alternatives. And we'll, we'll talk about that story when we come back for the next segment. Uh, let's see. Heidi. Guess what? You're now master of your mansion in the flues category. I, I don't know if this impresses you or oh, not. Oh, it, it, it feels good. You know, I don't want any dead children. No dead children. <laughs> I can think of some times when I wished I had some dead children. <laughs> oh, boy. But that's a totally different subject. That is a different subject. HomeMedicUSA.com. If you need a pro, that's where to go. And as always, be yourself because... Everybody else is taken. That's very true. 